and not to mention money lost or stolen and other problems caused by email scams. Here's an interesting statistic. Of the huge volume of spam emails, it's estimated that something like 80% are sent out by no more than 200 people. Because spam is such a problem, the information technology industry has been trying, to a degree, to do something about it. In my opinion, they could be trying harder. A few years ago, some very good schemes were proposed that would have had a big impact. Unfortunately, what looked to me like infighting between the major players over which standard would be accepted seems to have stalled the process. All the same, there are some technologies in place. For example, many ISPs have spam filtering software in place to detect and eradicate incoming spam. However, the bad guys stay informed about the latest filtering techniques and find ways to get around them. Also, most ISP servers require some kind of identification of the sender of messages, so you wouldn't be able to send spam emails without giving your real email address, giving your identity away. However, the spammers generally have their own mail servers and obviously they're not going to restrict themselves in this way. You might think that if a spam message is trying to sell you something, there would have to be a contact email address or website where you'd go to make payment and that would make it possible to identify the sender. Unfortunately, the address will in most cases lead back to one of those countries that has no laws about email. The fact is that even with filtering and other technologies in place, there is a huge volume of spam flying around, and some of it is going to get past the filters and into your mailbox. So the next question is, is there anything that you personally can do to reduce the volume of spam? Well, some email programs include some anti-spam features. Some antivirus programs include anti-spam features too, often as an extra that you may have to pay a little extra for. There are dedicated anti-spam programs. Any and all of these may help. There are some other measures you can take to at least reduce the volume of spam. One thing to do is not open emails that look like spam. You soon get to used to spotting the spam just by looking at the subject lines or occasionally the sender address. The reason for this is that many emails are sent in HTML form. This is the same thing that web pages are written in, and, and it allows for pretty emails formatted with different textiles, colors, and images. Unfortunately, it also allows for mails that signal their senders when you open them to read them, and this is a great way for a spammer to confirm that your email address is valid. Spammers go to great lengths to gather vast numbers of valid email addresses, and being able to validate those addresses is also of value to them. That's why some spam messages have no other purpose than to do this validation. Once a spammer has confirmation that your email address is valid, you may find yourself receiving more spam from that spammer and from others that he sold your email address to. Oh yes, spammers trade lists of valid email addresses. So this is one reason that even just opening a spam message isn't a good idea. That may mean switching off the preview pane in your mail viewer, since even previewing the mail has the same effect as opening it. For similar reasons, if you do open a spam message, you should never click on any of the links that may be in the message. One other thing, don't reply to spam or forward it to other people. This is definitely not recommended. You should try to avoid giving your email address out all over the place. This may sound difficult, since so many places require your email address as some form of identification. But one thing many people do is to set up multiple email addresses. 
For example, I have one email address that I, only my family has, and I have another that I use as, a, as the contact address associated with this podcast. For just about everything else, I use another email address. It's pretty easy to set up multiple email accounts. Google, Yahoo, and others do this for free. And your ISP may, may give you the option of having multiple email addresses. As I mentioned in the last episode, many spams are actually phishing emails that appear to come from legitimate financial institutions, but are actually intended to fool you into giving away a credit card or other financial information. If you get one of these, and you will, you could take the time to contact the real financial institution and report it. Many of these institutions have links on their official web pages where you can do this. I don't know how effective it is, I've done it many times, and while I usually get a note of thanks for doing it, I've never had any feedback to indicate whether it did any real good. No matter what you do, you can be sure that spam is likely to be with us for quite some time to come. If the industry was to make a concerted effort, we could probably have spam pretty much eradicated within a couple of years. Unfortunately, the will in government or industry to do such an effort just doesn't seem to be there. Perhaps one day that'll change, but until then, all we can really do is take precautions like the ones I've mentioned and put up with the fact that some spam will get to you regardless. When that happens, treat it as you would paper junk mail. Don't open it and throw it in the trash. See our website at geek2guru.blogspot.com